Now I want you to jump down to verses 44 through 52. Matthew 13. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field which a man found and hid again. And from joy over it, uh, over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Verse 47. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet cast into the sea and gathering fish of every kind. And when it is filled, they drew it up on the beach and they sat down and gathered the good fish into containers, but the bad they threw away. So it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come forth and take out the wicked from among the righteous and will throw them into the furnace of fire. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 51. Have you understood all these things? They said to him, Yes. And Jesus said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like a head of a household who brings out of his treasure things new and old. So we want to talk about this kingdom of heaven. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. There's an old hymn that starts or has the words to one of the verses or the chorus. I, can't, I think it's the chorus. We've a story to tell to the nations that shall set their hearts to the right. A story of truth and mercy, a story of peace and light. For the darkness shall turn to dawning and the dawning to noonday bright. And Christ's great kingdom shall come on earth, a kingdom of love and light. Well, what about this kingdom to come? Do you believe what that the words of that song said? In the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. you ever struggle with what does that really mean? Thy kingdom come. A kingdom. It's a territory. A nation, a state, a domain. So I belong to the kingdom of earth in the United States of America among the Boomer Sooner Nation, or the Cowboy Nation, or the Golden Hurricane Nation, whichever you feel allegiance to. Or if you want to scale it down, we're part of Trojan Land. Not Union Land. We don't like Union Land. Or Broken Arrow Land. We have to partially like Booker T. Land because we have a coach that attends here. Amen? Yeah. And they beat Jinx the other night in the preview, by the way. 14 to 7. I was ready for Brad to come in just bra- brag all about that. Had one guy that ran a 65-yard touchdown. Man, he broke through and took off. He looked like a giant running. That was amazing. A kingdom. It's a sovereignty. It's an authority. It's a reign. It's a rule. I saw a plaque one time that said, If you are looking for someone with a little authority, well, I have as little as anyone. And that's true. Maybe it's at your house. That's, uh, you might, you might think it's the man, I'm the head of the household. I know what's going on as long as she'll let me. There's a video on uh, YouTube called The Man Song. 
Milton is a puppet, and Milton shares this man song. There's one little piece that has just a small smidgen of profanity there, but it's nothing overly so. But it's one of the funniest videos I've seen in a long, long, long time. So that'll be a good uh, viewing for you this afternoon. The man song. And all you ladies will laugh because you'll say, that's right, that's right. And all you men will say, yeah, that's right, that's right. (laughs) Okay. The kingdom of God is the reigning and ruling of God over our human heart and over society as a whole. We have nothing without God giving it to us. How many of you believe that? I'll say it again. We have nothing without God giving it to us. All right. So the kingdom of God, first of all, is present. The kingdom of God is here and now. John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness. His sermon, much shorter than the one I will give you today, but simply his sermon was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Some of you are saying, Preacher, you should preach more like that. Okay, I got you. When Jesus heard that John was in prison, he then took up the mantle of preaching the mission that John had begun, and his sermon was exactly the same. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And when Jesus assembled his disciples, sent them out to preach the good news, the sermon was exactly the same. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom. This kingdom that Jesus talked about may be as small as a mustard seed, our story tells us. Or as quiet as yeast in bread. But powerful things come in small packages. They don't necessarily make a lot of noise. I mentioned my little dog who's eight pounds and eight ounces against Bilbo who stands this tall. And weighs probably 75 pounds. And the two of them will start wrestling or playing with each other. And Bilbo will hit the little one and she just rolls like this. And then Bilbo will lay down and the little one comes. She's got a bad front leg. So she hops over toward him and jumps on his head. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Reminds me a lot when I was, uh, when my kids were little, I'd lay on the floor, boy, and here they'd come. And they'd jump, and they'd bite my ears and all that stuff. And I stopped that when my son Mark, who's our youngest, was ten. And all I heard was, ah! And he went off the top of the sofa with his elbow, you know, like the WWF thing, and right in the middle of my back. That was it. I was done. God was calling me home soon after that. But uh, I quit laying on the floor. That was my first wisdom move as I got off the floor. But the kingdom is something that could be small and quiet. We don't create the kingdom of God. We only can claim it. Let me say that again. We don't create the kingdom of God. We only claim it. We don't build the kingdom of God. We only bow to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. One day a seminary professor approached Jesus and he asked, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? Immediately the 
professor gives his own answer. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbors yourself. And Jesus said, good, very good. You're not far from the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I need to say to somebody here today, you are not far from the kingdom of God. You are close to a purposeful life. You're nearly a better person, almost a person of faith. Oh, that you may look within and become altogether a committed Christian today. It's a real easy step. But it's also a long step. But yet it is easy to come. A fortress for your soul. You could crown crown Him King of all. We do not enter the kingdom of God in crowds. We come as individuals. The kingdom of God is here, in this room, as well as other places around the world. Are you a part of that kingdom? Secondly, the kingdom of God is priceless. It's the most valuable discovery you can make in your life. Abraham Lincoln was rummaging around an old barrel outside his store when he came across a couple of old books. They were Blackstone's commentaries. Lincoln read them and became a lawyer. Then he became president of the United States and led this country through one of its most troubled times. It all started, Lincoln said, when I found those old books. You see, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like a man plowing a field. He doesn't own the field. He's just tending the ground. But the old plow uncovers a buried treasure that changes the man forever. It's more important than any other thing he'd ever found in his whole life. So he sold everything in order to possess that one piece of land. The kingdom of God is that important. The kingdom of God, Jesus said, is like a merchant shopping for fine pearls. And as he shuffles through the market, With a sack full of his own pearls, he discovers a pearl worth more than everything he owns. So he sacrifices his entire inventory, purchases the one pearl of great price. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like that. So in other words, everything that you've got, you could get rid of just to possess the kingdom of God. And it would be a wise purchase. It'd it'd be a great decision. The kingdom of God is costly, but it's worth it. Jesus never hesitates to ask for us to give us give all to Him. Everything you've got, give it to Him. Trust Him. Can you trust Him? I hope you can. I hope you can grow in that. Because it's worth the price. The kingdom of God cannot come until our kingdom goes. Until our kingdom goes. Does that make sense? Somewhere down in the depths of our hearts this morning, every person sitting in this room will make a decision. You're going to make a decision when you leave here and before you leave here. You're going to say, man, this is the most boring place I've ever been in my life. Or you're going to say, my goodness, I need that pearl of great price that he talked about. I need that kingdom in a way that he talked about today. Because I don't possess it yet. I'm still so full of my own stuff. I need to get rid of more of my stuff. As Mark and Amy moved into our garage, that was uh, where their storage would be in our garage, I kept thinking, stuff, 
They brought more stuff. It's amazing how much stuff you can accumulate, isn't it? Any of you had a garage sale lately? And, you, and you're going through stuff, pulling it out and going, why do I keep this? Why did I keep this? Why did I keep this? And then one person in the family is going to go, oh, you can't sell that. Well, in order to make room for their stuff, we had to get rid of some more of our stuff. So Cindy said, we're going we're gonna to clean the garage. I want you just to stay inside. Because she knew what I would do. So I went out and I was going through, after they had gotten finished, I was going through and I noticed that she left one bag of, of golf clubs for me. There were three bags there. There was only one left. And some clubs that I wanted to keep were no longer there. And I asked her, where are they? She said, they're in the bottom of that trash uh, bin that we rented. I said, why? She said, you don't need more than what you got in that bag. I said, how do you know that? She said, when are you going to play again? I said, I don't know. These feet won't let me play. She said, why don't we just throw the whole bag in there? I said, now just hold on here. Hold on. And I went back in the house. It's still there. Thank God. I don't know why, but I, I can say I've got them, right? I may never use them again, but I can say I've got my golf clubs. Hallelujah. That's all that matters. <laughs> Until we're willing to get rid of our own kingdom, it's going to be hard to possess God's kingdom. Thirdly, the kingdom of God is partial. I know I said a few minutes ago that it's here and now, but I need to also tell you that it's out there and it hadn't happened yet. While you're still alive here, the kingdom of God is still something to be grasped. And those who have eyes to see can embrace what is yet to be and yet to come. I'm telling you, we're living the most exciting times biblically that we've ever lived. We're seeing things come together in such a way that the return of Jesus surely is imminent. Surely is going to be soon. I'm praying for that. I hope you are. I'm ready to go, aren't you? I love singing that song. Some glad morning. I'm gonna, you know, I just can't wait to get there. I'm gonna fly away. It's gonna take some big wings for me, but I guarantee you God is able. It was a large, impressive waiting room furnished with the finest of chairs and stocked with the latest magazines. On this particular day, the place was full of people waiting to see one of three doctors. And in one corner of that room, an elderly lady sat crying. And as she, at first she wept privately, but then as hopes and fears of all her years flooded the soul, her soul, she began weeping openly and most people pretended not to notice. Politely hiding behind newspapers and magazines. However, a little kid playing with his uh, toys in a chair beside his mother saw the lady crying, slid down from his chair, laid down his toys, walked over to the lady and touching her on the knee said, It's alright. Everything is going to be alright. The lady smiled in the hope of people of faith is that it's going to be all right even when it seems all wrong. Don't give up. Don't give in. And don't quit. The kingdom of God is both now and not yet. 
Someday Kleenexes will be discontinued and funeral homes will go out of business. That would be amazing. Caskets will be converted into toy chests. Someday the darkness will turn into dawning and night will be no more. Someday God will reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. Happy are those who by faith know that it's going to be all right, even when it seems all wrong. The kingdom of God, said Jesus, is like a dragnet of fish from the lake. Some are fit to eat and others need to be thrown away. But for now, they remain mixed. The good and the bad, the beautiful and the ugly, the tasty and the terrible, the helpful and the horrible. Lord, give us faith to know it's going to be all right, even when it feels all wrong. Thy kingdom come, and then lastly, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Two petitions that are really one. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, the kingdom of God comes when the will of God is done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to pray for God to give us the courage to work daily to make it happen. Do you want to know the secret of fruitful living? Find where God is. And that's where you need to be. Find what God is doing in this world. That's what you need to be doing. See, the will of God can be known. Mark Twain said, It's not the parts of the Bible that I don't understand which bother me. It's the parts I do understand. It's the will of God for there to be peace on earth. Long before the time of Jesus, Isaiah prophesied of a day when nations would turn their military weapons into farming tools. And people would train for war no more. It's the will of God that children be cared for. We make that promise Sunday after Sunday here at this church. Let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. If you want our church to grow... Our church has to grow in its children's ministry. It's the will of God that no one perish. No, not one. It's the will of God that we love one another. It's the will of God that we forgive one another as God in Christ has forgiven us. It's the will of God that we serve one another as Christ served us. It's the will of God that we are good stewards of all creation. It's the will of God that we that the lost be found. It's the will of God that the least be helped. And what part of God's will don't you understand? Don't we have to don't we have work to do? If we're care enough to pray the prayer then don't we have a responsibility to embrace the will of God? The will of God can be followed. There's a plaque at the place where a preacher that I read about goes to pray. And it was given uh, to this preacher a long time ago by his mother. And it says, the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God will not keep you. Isn't that great? The will of God will never lead you where the grace of God will not keep you. You can build your life on that principle. You can believe it with all your heart. 
Through the years, I've found one thing true. God will not always place you where you want to be, but He will always send you where you need to be. God will not always place you where you want to be, but He'll always send you where you need to be. Blessed are those who are willing to follow Him all the way. You ever thought about what God could do if today you were to say, Here I am, Lord, fully, totally, completely, unreservedly, and immediately available to do whatever you ask. The will of God can be followed if you're willing to pray that prayer. Are you willing to go with Him all the way? The will of God creates family where there is liberty and justice for all. Jesus said in Mark thirty-five twenty-five, Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. He transformed the kingdom of God into the kingdom of God. In Christ there is no east nor west, in Him no south nor north, but one great fellowship of love throughout the whole wide earth. It's not by might, not by power, not by domination, not by control, but by the Spirit of God that all humanity will find community. I'm going to leave you with this question. It should be on our slide. What on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? Pray with me. Father, thank you for this time this morning. Bless each and every person. Thank you for uh, counting us worthy. Thank you for finding in us hearts of desire. And God, I just pray that every person that's here today will stop and consider how they can be a part of the kingdom and how they can release their kingdom to become more a part of your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for loving us, for caring about us, and for wanting to save us. And if someone here is not saved today, would they consider making that choice? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.